You're listening to Dr. Lana and Detective David Love. The Universal Soul Not Show. The Universal Soul Not Show. Increase spiritual awareness. Advanced personal growth and development. Explore the mysteries of the universe. The divine feminine essence and the sacred masculine source. Welcome to our show, Universal Solar, the show that focuses on raising the consciousness of the planet. And with us is our dear friend and guest, Jackie Boyd. Psychic medium and channeler. And Jackie, welcome to Universal Solar again, another show before. And very excited today to talk about the origins of humanity in relation to spirit communication and who knows where the show will go. We've been traveling around the world. We've been traveling around Australia. We've been in Darwin for the last three weeks. and never in one place. We may be going to Africa soon. So it's been hard getting the show done. But So nonetheless, we the show must go on. And so we're happy to be here today with Jackie to do uh, this show, uh, which came up. Uh, I actually had a, a channeling event uh, last week. And I wrote an article about the star seeds, so I thought this might be a great topic. We're always talking about uh, origins of humanity, um, and we, you know, obviously we want to know where we came from. It's such an important topic. So here we go. So where are we going to start with this? Well, I think it's to start with what most people might already know. That is that there is a planet that has a cycle that comes past the Earth every thousand something years and when it does a catalytic event happens and one of those events was Noah's Ark and uh, what's behind all that is, is coming through and there's been some great channels on YouTube and some missing gospels have come up such as the Gospel of Thomas but um, the Anunnaki and the um, story of the people and how we started out and things that came about there it asked us a lot of questions one thing I always wanted to know was where did the horoscopes come from and it came from them a lot of things came from them that we have to, no scientific back and forth, but there's so much obvious, realistic notion behind it. And um, this is this is part of our origins, where we came from. We've been lied to, we've been brainwashed. Interesting, you know, yes. the origins that we've been taught, for example, through the Bible, they're not that far off. In fact, there is the truth, but it's not the truth as we think it is. Mm. It's... The truth is quite different. You mean by Adam meaning man? It's Hebrew for man. Genesis. Um, yeah, but when, when I saw that that um, Adam means man, mm. that, that says well, Adam wasn't a man; it was man. And that's mm. right. But we we certainly in the Bible it says that God created man. Little did we know that it's really God's, not God, and that man was created for the purpose 
a slave. In the Bible, it also says that God comes from the heavens, and they came down from the sky. Mm-hmm. Sky. And Anunnaki yes. means those who from heaven came. Yes. So it's uh, it's quite confronting. It is. I remember when I read about this many years ago, I was just walking around in a haze for a whole day thinking that, my gosh, we have been genetically created by these other beings. That's what I've been the last month. We've <laughs> been walking around the haze thinking, just a slave. <laughs> well, we're all concerned about climate change, which, you know, we... I'd heard about it in the 90s, and we've been doubting it, and, we all, and I still don't want to believe it, yet I read the headlines, and I know that, of course, news media tends to distort things and outright lie about situations. Nonetheless, it, it, it's difficult to sort of just throw it out and say it's not happening, um, so well, we're all something concerned. Is, something is happening. Something's happening. Certainly, I mean, there are... There are weather changes like there were before. There are earthquakes, volcanoes. Our parents going off all over the world. That's mm-hmm. right. All evidence that this planet is near. Flooding, yeah. droughts. We're going to see it. It's going to pop up. Mm-hmm. It's going to be free. Well, there's already a lot of sightings of the second sun, so-called second sun, whether that's Nibiru or Nemesis, which mm-hmm. is, you know, we are a binary system. Isn't that part of the same system, the Nemesis? It's part of the same system. Nemesis is, Nemesis is the, the second sun. Okay. And uh, Nibiru is one of the outermost planets. Right. And this this second system comes around every 3,500 years. And when it does, it has catastrophic um, okay. yeah. catastrophic consequences mm. for Earth and humanity and animals. It's uh, seen as being almost a pop- possible depopulation scheme because it certainly does depopulate um, the planet. Yeah. It certainly does. Um, so I guess I could start, because it's also about spirit communication, which I know you'll have a lot to say about. Jackie, yeah. you're an excellent medium, uh, channels her higher self, um, excellent source. Always best to get information from a good source. Higher mm-hmm. self is your, you yeah. at, at a higher level, expanded consciousness. So we'll be getting into that. Okay. Um, so last week, what happened? So last week, <laughs> it was channeling quite intensely, and up with some very interesting things about the origin of humanity. And that's one of the reasons why we want to do this show on this topic. Mm. So channeling spirit communication is certainly something that um, is happens extensively but is not, I guess, um, the scientific community does not embrace it, but uh, I've certainly seen David Channel, and he comes up with some amazing facts. Amazing. Well, so you know, um, Abraham Hicks is being quite big with Esther. Mm, she channels mm, Abraham. That's right, she does. Mm-hmm. Um, I think the society is becoming a lot more aware of what channeling is, mm-hmm. and yeah. The, the, I think science is, is known now for being quite behind. Mm-hmm. Oddly, being an investigator, I found that. Um, investigators and police and detectives often do um, are very interested That's in uh, psychic mediums and I remember being at a conference uh, in uh, Massachusetts where the private detectives got together and we had a medium who was superb she blew our blew our minds all of us and we had we had career investigators former federal agents and police detectives and was um, I, I can't remember 
her name at the moment, but she was a, a law enforcement professional herself who had been in a car accident and uh, was able to communicate with the dead. And she just blew us away, all of us. There was a room full of about, you know, 30 or 40 investigators, and she was invited back for a second year. She was so good. And police often do use psychic mediums to find children and um, assist with murders. Um, police and detectives often use their intuition in cases I have um, for 20 years, and which led for me to do a lot of stream-of-consciousness writing, which is a form of channeling. And my books were almost like channeled messages, um, my two former books. And I've got a third book almost done, um, which is this uh, latest article that I've written um, that I released on the Internet was called, um, oh, here it is, How the Star Seeds Fall to Earth, which is what we're talking about now, which will probably go into that book after I do some heavy editing. But this was, I guess this was an unusual case of, was this kind of unusual for me, this particular instance? The, the degree to which he channeled it and uh, the focus attention that you had to writing this down, uh, it went on for a long time. For me, I can always tell when David's channeling because David doesn't quite seem like himself. There's a sense that there's a presence of someone else. So interesting enough, Marvin here, who's Jackie's dog, you might not be able to see too much because Jackie's dressed in black and Marvin is black as well. So hello, Marvin. <laughs> so, so Marvin wasn't that particularly, uh, you know, didn't seem that attached to you, but... When you started channeling, Marvin went up and wanted to sit on your lap and then he wanted to come into our room and he seemed to be, you know, aware of this other energy present. I, yeah. I, yeah. Sorry, it was, it was weird because I'd never seen that in anyone before. But looking at David now, I can see it's David. But the other day, it was not David. Mm. It, you, you said to me, Jackie, look at David something because I walked in the door. And I looked at David, and it wasn't David. Some, someone else was in there. Was I'm like, used to this now. <laughs> I, I, I couldn't believe how obvious it was. That you could just look at him and go, that's not him. That's someone else. Different facial features, everything, kind of the, the way he carried himself, the, the smile that that guy had, and looking in his eyes, everything was different. <laughs> I think he's coming right I, now. Well, I was, was that I, true? I'm not sure. <laughs> I, I really, really know. I'm, I mean, I'm, honestly, I'm kind of always channeling if that's what you call it you know i'm always kind of connected to a spiritual source it's I'm very open but and it's interesting that spiritual sources can actually provide us with very accurate information as you were talking about before we know remote viewing is something that's been used by the um by the military mm. a lot and and certainly your when you channel there seems to be very accurate information that comes out this was, um, I was aware of this um, spirit being in me. I, I sort of thought that it was part of my own collective soul, which your, your collective soul is, for me, it's uh, past lives that I carry with me. I, we all have a collective soul, um, whether we know it or not. And these are our own, part of our own consciousness, part of our own sort of total, total, would I, how would you describe this sort of your, your total being, your whole self? Yeah. Um, your cumulative lives and alternate existences. Yes. And, but as you were looking at me and you were speaking to me, you were saying, I don't know that this is part of your collective. Are you sure this is? Mm -hmm. and, and I really wasn't, I guess, but it, sometimes it's hard to tell who's coming through. 
And this particular spirit, I actually didn't know the name. And in fact, he wanted to withhold his identity because he was providing information that took place over two days. And, and, and I could feel him in me. And I, my own personality kind of steps aside. And these spirits will often take possession, I suppose, in a sense. That's sort of a strong word because there's an agreement made. I know that spirits often assist me with my writings by providing me with information. And so I allow that to happen. And these spirits seem to be very focused on getting this message out. Mm-hmm. So. so this was about the star seeds. And he, he did go on to say that basically... Many religions have a piece of the truth, but they don't have all of it. So we don't know all of the facts about the origin of humanity. We have a lot of theories, but within it, there seems to be a fundamental core truth at the bottom of all of it. If you follow it, you'll see it in all the different um, events throughout history that we've uncovered. And I thought we could read the story. Mm -hmm. You like to start? Sure. So this is the story of how the star seeds fell to earth. Throughout history, ancient people have created stories, myths, fables, and legends to explain the origin of humanity, the universe, and life itself. Creationist stories involving gods and spirits are based on half-truths. Every culture or civilization right up to the modern age has taken parts of the truth and expanded upon them in an effort to explain the beginnings of our species on this planet. The pure truth is difficult to ascertain since it has been obscured by the lies of the ruling elite who prefer to keep humanity ignorant. However, it's fair to say almost every culture has a piece of the truth concerning the origin of our race. As ambitious researchers and investigators engage in the process of examining the remains and relics from ancient civilizations, they begin to see features common to every archaeological discovery. If one analyzes historical literature, along with the discoveries of modern science and revelations given to us by talented psychic mediums, a recognizable and common theme reveals itself. I'm talking about the controversial theory that humanity is a slave species. Zachariah Seachin and other researchers, including author Michael Tullinger, promote and advocate the theory that humanity is a genetically all-engineered species created by extra-dimensional godlike beings known as the Anunnaki. This theory is supported by information gathered from several sources, including Sumerian texts. Other historical researchers have published books and articles that expand upon the Anunnaki theory, incorporating information from other historical documents, one of them being the Book of Enoch, which describes the Watchers, a race of fallen angels, and their giant offspring who are said to have corrupted early humans. One morning as I was beginning to wake up, I heard some strange whisperings from a spiritual source. The unknown spirit guide offered me some new details concerning the slave species theory. He pointed to a creationist story allegedly conceived by Ron L. Hubbard, the founder of Scientology, which provides an unusual account of the origins of humanity. This fantastic tale, which scientists flatly, which the Scientologists flatly deny, speaks of an alien entity known as Xenu or Zemu. I was told that Zenu is essentially an intergalactic criminal who operates a global cartel on this planet. I looked up the story of Zenu on the internet. The version I read is worded in such a way that it makes the whole story sound ludicrous. As I said before, it's possible to find common themes amongst the many civil creationist stories we hear. 
I feel there may be a certain truth at the core of the Zenu story. I'm going to summarize this tale with my own interpretation and language. The story goes that 75 million years ago, there was an alien being known as Zenu. Zenu was the leader of the Galactic Confederacy. He ruled over many star systems as a tyrannical dictator. Zenu's regime was going to be overthrown by rebellious alien races. In a bid to maintain his position of absolute power, Zenu captured billions of subversive aliens and came to Earth known as Teague, Teague, I can't pronounce it correctly, in a spacecraft apparently resembling a cargo plane to dispose of them. This was a massive depopulation scheme. The alien beings were sedated with intoxicating chemicals and placed around active volcanoes. Nuclear devices were detonated inside the volcanoes to kill them. When the disembodied spirits of the aliens began to rise from the ashes of the nuclear clouds, Xenu's officers captured them in an energy field. From there, the alien spirits were brought to a brainwashing facility. Their minds were wiped clear and implanted with new memories called an R6 implant. The implanted memories were control-based programs meant to dull the aliens' minds and make them obedient to Xenu. High-ranking members of the Galactic Confederacy, called the Royal Officers, eventually subdued Xenu and his co-conspirators. They were judged guilty of their treacherous deeds. They were summarily sentenced to spend the rest of eternity on Earth. The Galactic Confederacy imprisoned Xenu and his cohorts within the Earth and bound them with advanced technological restraints to ensure they would never escape from this planet. This tale is very similar to the story of the Anunnaki, the Fallen Angels in the Book of Enoch, Genesis, and other ancestral creationist stories. The spirit who provided the newest details that I'm reading about said that Zenu or Zemu is not the correct spelling or pronunciation for this malevolent entity. However, the name Enu excuse me, Zenu, corresponds to the supreme Sumerian god Anu, A-N-U. As the story goes, Anu, the supreme leader of the Sumerian gods, was overthrown by his son Enlil. This theme can also be found in Greek and Roman mythology. The spirit who brought this story to my attention explained that it is incredibly difficult to trace Zenu's movements in our world as he is a chameleon. Xenu is a shapeshifter with the ability to alter his DNA and character at will. The alien spirits became known as Thetans. They are like lost souls. They have forgotten who they are and where they came from. The Thetans cluster together because they have lost their sense of individuality and identity. They often enter a physical body, adding their emotional experiences to the original soul that was born into the body compounding the amount of emotional baggage a person deals with in life. Thus, the Thetans became known as body Thetans. And this is not the first time I've been made aware of body Thetans by a spiritual being. The spirit explained that the Thetans who were murdered by Xenu are the star seeds often spoken about in the spiritual community. Acturians, Lyrans, Pleiadians, Syrians, and Andromedans and other aliens were brought to Earth millions of years ago by a malicious entity like Xenu. When these aliens were physically killed, their spirits were subsequently captured 
and made to bend to Zemu's will by his organized crime syndicate. It's possible this technology could be similar to a Faraday cage, which some paranormal investigators say can be used as a like a ghost trap since disembodied spirits have difficulty passing through strong electrical fields. The scientists and engineers that came to Earth with Xenu conducted genetic experiments on native species inhabiting this planet. They set about experimenting on humanoid, reptilian, and mammalian creatures that inhabited this world. The consciousness of the starseed souls were injected into these modified physical forms to use as slave labor for extracting the natural resources on this planet. They couldn't use the resident life forms on Earth for this purpose because they were too wild tame or they did not possess enough intellectual capacity to follow the, their directives. Xenu and his henchmen used advanced mind control technology to brainwash the starseed spirits. This sophisticated brainwashing program is better known as the Dark Matrix. The Matrix technology already existed and was in use by many of the alien species for beneficial purposes. The virtual reality simulations of the matrix technology is ideal for creating and maintaining a self-contained and controlled environment. The dark matrix program operates in a time loop, like a movie that's being played over and over. Spirits are convinced to reincarnate into the matrix in order to achieve spiritual enlightenment. As the story of Xenu indicates, the Galactic Federation, as it was once a loose planetary alliance at that time, and later became known as a formal organization known as the Galactic Federation, imposed a life sentence on planet Earth upon Xenu and his supporters for their crimes. Thus, Earth became a prison planet. The Earth is essentially an abandoned or forbidden planet due to the adverse conditions here. However, many alien races seek to free humanity from its imprisonment. They have attempted to free humanity by sending in masters and avatars, rescue operations, to awaken humanity to its true nature. The Anunnaki overlords, as they are commonly known, had to deal with mutiny and uprisings from within their own ranks. They also battled terrestrial species, such as the Nagas and the Arachnids, who were eventually forced to go inside the Earth to escape the wars and terrible weather conditions at that time. Other non-human spirits and alien races have vied for domination over this planet. The rule of the Anunnaki descendants has been compromised and eroded over the centuries by extraterrestrial races that sought to usurp control of the power structure on this planet. And I'm sure there's more information to come. Um, this is only a Probably a small part of the truth, but we'll see. Yeah, very, very interesting. And for now, that's right. As we're playing out the end game. Yes. So I don't like the fact that Earth is a prison planet, but certainly with a lot of things that happen on this planet, it makes sense, doesn't it? Certainly it? feels that way. In the slave species theory, it certainly feels like a real thing for us at times. Mm. Um, it explains why there's so much corruption, so much torture and torment on this planet. There are lots of good things as well. But there are a lot of a lot of things that seem there's a lot of pain and suffering. It's a beautiful planet and there's a lot of love in the world and there's a lot of good in the world and nonetheless there's a lot of things that we could do without. Maybe some people that 
you know, we'd be <laughs> honestly better that we'd be better off somewhere else. Mm. So what sense do we make of this and what do we do about this with this information? Mm. I wonder. Okay. I, I think that um, it's meant to, it's not meant to bring us down. It's not meant to make us feel defeated or disempowered. It's meant to give us awareness because if we have awareness and we get to know our true nature and we get to realize that we are powerful beings and that we can rise above this and we are not slaves. Because as soon as you realize that your condition, you have the ability to get yourself out of it. Do you know what happened to the last slaves that we replaced, the ones before us? Well, they were killed. They, they revolted against the Anunnaki. That's right. And they were absolutely slaughtered. And now there's no, there was none left to be buried with them. And uh, that they were, I think that if we were to revolt... This is the Ugidi. I don't know what their name is, I'm sorry. But mm-hmm. if we were to revolt, as they did, I think it would end up just the same as they did. We'll be wiped out. So maybe we need to be a bit more clever about things. And one of the... the we're trained to be stupid. We were purposely bred to be stupid. Well, well, but to be intelligent enough to follow orders. But stupid enough to be slaves. However, what they say is that our genes are actually undergoing some changes now. We have these god-like genes in us because we've got partially, we've got anarchy in us. Mm-hmm. So in terms of intelligence and also in terms of the ability to be um, creatures of love, yeah. They say that our genetics can evolve further in order to enhance our consciousness. And that's probably where we should yes. be looking at to to evolve further and higher we, and to actually allow our, the, the genes that perhaps um, are of high intelligence and of loving to come out. Not that I'm not sure that Anunnaki can be... I think some Anunnaki have been known to be loving, mm-hmm. um, it's certainly in our genes to have higher consciousness yeah. and more insight. We're uh, capable of telekinesis. We're capable of all these superpowers, and we just haven't tapped into it. Mm. There's a YouTube video of a woman who got angry with a guy near a bus, and she does this, and she tapped into it without realising, and she threw the guy without touching him. Mm. Then she turns around and she tries on the chair, and she moves the bench back, and people screaming all over the place. I'll, I'll add it into this show so people can see that, you know, she's tapped into it. We can tap into this stuff. Mm-hmm. We just need to learn how. I think our personal power and our the power of our minds are much greater than we could ever imagine. And, and you're right, I don't think getting into a direct confrontation with the global elite, the ruling elite, or any kind of superior force is in our interest. Mm-hmm. Like the, uh, I think the best tactic would be to be really bad slaves and just say forget about them, just make some more. we got to think outside of the box. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Be like the guy who pretends he can't afford a towel so he gets out of doing laundry. <laughs> Use that tactic. And certainly at Universal Soul Love, we support the idea of a super consciousness, you know, the ability to rise up above our human origins. Yeah. So it's just medicine time. It's getting... We've got Marvin in the background. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, sorry about Getting that. treated. <laughs> Yeah, so these little pugs, very cute. Yeah. So really interesting stuff. It's um, I think we all know inside of us that we are capable of more. The humanity is mm. capable of more, and it's interesting that that we do have powers that most people think they don't have, but yeah. um, a lot of people have, you know, 
clairvoyancy skills. Oh, Tell us about your mediumship skills and, and what's the difference between a medium and a channeler and how do you oh, okay, well, do mediumship? A, how, a psychic is a person who has flashes of the future <laughs> that they can't explain, whether it's a dream or whether it's a wave. And a medium is a person who can actually channel outside the brain to speak to a higher consciousness and, and have a, a conversation with the higher consciousness. A clairvoyant is a person who can smell, hear, taste and see everything. They use all their senses to channel. So they, they can physically be there and, and they have physical um, and sexual cancer. Yeah. So you think that everyone has these powers? You can tap into it, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you know how and if you work on it, everyone And how it. did you do it? How do you channel? Well, I, I was introduced to it uh, shortly after the accident. I saw a person who does what I do now and she taught me how. And it took years. Okay. And I was absolutely amazed by what she could do, and I I thought that she could must be the only person. But no, there's millions of people who can do what she can do. Yeah, uh, and very often happens after accidents, after certain uh, trauma. Yeah. Is it almost like the trauma somehow shakes genes up, maybe? Personality. Bit, bit. I think you become more because I died and I was in a coma. I became more open to the fact that that being the the science loving idiot, egotistical nut that I was, yeah. thinking that I was smart. I realised that I wasn't and that there's a whole lot more of the world to higher consciousness. And being a customer of Carrie's for so long really opened my eyes up to what she could do and she even told me that, that I'll be doing what she does one day. I don't mm-hmm. believe that. Mm-hmm. But it is, um, you know, it, sometimes people are born that way and others have to work to it. Mm-hmm. But the thing is we're all capable of it. Uh, we just need to tap into it. And, and what's it like for you when you're channeling Jane, your higher self? That's well, great because if I want to know something, like um, I'm going to be introducing myself to networking for my business, and I'm going to, I always ask first, you know, how shall I approach this person? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, those kind of things. So if, if I like a guy, I want to know, uh, should I tell him how I feel? How will that go down? That, that kind of thing. So it's very handy. Um, wouldn't want to live without it. And, and absolutely, I mean, that's how I operated as a detective was on my gut instinct and my intuition, which eventually developed into mediumship skills. I did spend three years studying mediumship at uh, spiritualist churches in Florida. But so like you said, it took a long time, a lot of practice yeah. and doing it over so many years and just getting reading people and getting impressions and mm-hmm. operating at that level. Um, inevitably you do end up channeling and my method of channeling and mediumship more channeling because I do both um, mediumship is basically third party communication you're acting as a you're listening to a spirit and interpreting mm-hmm. what they're saying or sometimes saying exactly what they say if you get the message clearly channeling is more like the spirit is coming into you and speaking through you um, mm-hmm. almost like a temporary possession state yeah um but I channel many sources. I don't always know what spirit I'm channeling immediately. Um, I have to get familiar with the spirit. And and the one in that story um, was one that operates outside of what I call the ma- what many people call the matrix. Um, he's something similar came before. I I think they're. He's very wise. Very. Very. Very wise, very high consciousness sort of being that seems to understand things profoundly. That's the sense I had. I believe he, yeah. one of them, one of these spirits through before trying to 
information about our about the human condition and the matrix and the nature of it, and they don't want to be identified because I guess the matrix, the controllers that operate the matrix technology can shut this channel down. They can shut any channel down. The matrix has defenses and protection mechanisms, programs put in place um, apparently to stop this because it's we don't. I mean. The simple fact that we don't know where we came from before we were born, and we're not 100% sure exactly where people go when they die. We have this sort of hypnotic amnesia effect going on in life where we don't know the answers, and that should clue us in that when we see supernatural events or we hear reports of them, it's always ambiguous and vague because these things are not supposed to happen. When we come into the world, we make an agreement that time and space exists and that we can't speak to the dead. We're not supposed to be doing these things. We're not supposed to know where we came from. We're not supposed to know where we go. Um, that's part of the con- life contract that we signed coming into this world, apparently. So, so in fact, these events are not supernatural. They are natural. Yeah. It's, it's very natural. And the things that we don't think do exist do exist. Mm. And we, we need to be able to open our minds to this, to the reality of, to the true nature of ourselves and the universe, that we, in fact, are spirits that happen to be in bodies temporarily, but our spirits are eternal. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I've got to say, when, when you say matrix being shut down, if this knowledge was to come... The channel... My me being the channel, they oh, don't. They okay. don't. So they close that off. If you check with people who have had a out of body experiences, reports of it on the internet, you'd find that there are spirits who frown upon that and actually try to put a stop to it. I've seen these articles um, even ten years ago, um, where there was a woman traveling out of her body. She suddenly was in bed and she came out of her body, and she she got the idea that she wanted to float down stares to her husband and say, hey, look at this, I'm out of my body. And all of a sudden, a big woman appeared and said, where do you think you're going? Get back in your body right now. And, Police everywhere. <laughs> and, and I believe that's, uh, that's the reason that this particular spirit didn't want to identify who he was or where he was from or that it's, sort of thing. It's quite alarming to think that we live in a police sort of hmm. program and that we are not allowed to know the truth. I, I find that really upsetting, disturbing. very mm. disturbing. This is a very restricted environment. And, and the question is, is this something that, is this a contract that we signed when we came in here or are we having the, the wool pulled over our mm. eyes and are we being sort of used? Are we slaves or are we free entities? What do you think? Oh, I think that we're free at the moment, but we could become slaves at any time. You don't think we are slave species? I think that we are kept in the dark, and, and we are slaves to the brainwashing that's happened. Mm. But that's that's it. Um, the lives that we are living in ignorance, I guess you could call that being slave, mm. because we're slave to money, and we do the Monday to Friday jobs. Mm. People get born, they think they have to get married, they have children. They live these lives that are planned out for them without realising that they can live their own life mm. if they want to. In mm. that way, yes, we're slaves to the industry. Mm. Um, but to um, the anarchy, it, it, that slavery would be very different in nature if that was to happen. Mm. So we don't have to be slaves on this level that we are if we don't want to, but mm. we're brainwashed that way. Well, 
Well, we, we are called a human resource. We're a labor resource. I mean, that's, you know, we have human resource departments. We're a resource just like any other resource on the planet. In Australia, you know, it's, we have um, the Labor Party. I mean, I'm not putting it down. I don't know anything about Australian politics. I'm just saying the idea of being called a la- the labor pool or a labor resource or a human resource, somehow that just doesn't sound right. Mm. Mm. Um, it's interesting. I was uh, listening to this interesting video about the origins of humanity, and it said that the word worship means workforce. Yes. Yeah. So, so that, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, uh, that's quite disturbing as well. It is. It is. Yeah. Religion, in fact, could be a way of promoting. Yeah, the enslavement. Yeah, mm. but certainly being a free entity, coming to the realization that this, that the world we live in, the reality is not what it seems. You think about mm. most really important. brainwashed people, in my opinion, are those who worship the most, mm. who are deeply religious, mm. who swallow mm. the Bible for what it says literally rather than over mm. interpretation, and you can't. Um, with them in many ways, you just can't. Mm-hmm. So, but that's almost the same as having a nine-to-five job and it doing is, everything that's expected of you. Yes, and, and, and you know, being yeah. in this materialistic society where money seems to rule. It does. It does. Yeah. And so, yeah. And certainly, we hope that we can rise above that and create a civilization which is different, where yeah. we have freedom, where you have love, it's where you don't have one. any um, yeah. anyone hurting anybody else. When everyone's rights are respected. There's a whole lot of grabbing going on in society. Mm-hmm. You have a look at just the bigger picture with the human being in the middle and all the animals being used in as farm animals and things like that. You rip a calf away from its mother just so you could drink its milk. Mm-hmm. That's that's grabbing and that's what human beings do. But we, we just grab, grab, grab and we grab money and we grab a home and we put fences up. Mm-hmm. This is ours. This is mine. Mm-hmm. That animal, that, that egg that came out of the chicken, that's mine, mine, mm-hmm. mine, 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 mine. It's just all this grabbing. I think the grabbiness of us is the emotional intelligence of a three-year-old mm-hmm. you know, with a wider picture of just how much grabbiness the human mm-hmm. race is. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that just goes to show how stupid we are that, that we do these things. Well, that we are we're, almost then, we're almost yeah. doing the same thing as the Anunnaki did I know it's paradoxical, yeah. isn't it? We yeah. dominate over all these other things yeah. that we think are lower life forms and we think we're the superior beings and somehow that almost thwarts us in a way it's because because we think we're the superior beings, we, we're we've allowed ourselves, it's a vulnerability to be that way because we're allowed that uh, egotistic, you know, that egotistical mentality attitude to sort of allow these other beings to come in, higher forces, and take over us without us even knowing it. Yeah. And it's and it's really sad because I know that we are powerful beings. And, of course, I love people. I don't always like the behaviors that I see. And, you know, we're all trying to improve ourselves. But, you know, it's, it's a tough thing. It's a tough and certainly perhaps one of the first steps towards us becoming freer and not being a slave species is not to enslave other species. Mm. Yes. And, and that's why, yes. you know, we do yeah. promote vegans well and well we, we promote the rights of people yes. everywhere and, you know, mm. having a different type of civilization that doesn't exploit. Right. This would be much better. Yeah. Mm. 
maybe we've got karma coming for us. Because <laughs> exploitation is exactly what they do, and they do it in a big way. Mm. Those chickens, they, they break their legs to keep them in the cages when they outgrow them. They leave them on the brink of, of thirst. Like they're dying of thirst, and they're only allowed a small amount of water every day just to hit them on the brink of survival. Um, it's just cruel. It's absolute torture. The chickens are paying the bills by torture. Mm. And, you know, you can't have animals pay the way for things like that. And, maybe that and if you look at the inside of a factory farm and if you look at what happens in the abattoirs, it's just, it's it's horrible. It's really horrible. And and maybe that's what's going on with us, with all our comic contracts and our... Well, women can get kept in a constant state of pregnancy mm. for their milk, for the Anunnaki babies, mm. just as we're doing to the cows. I mean, that could happen to us, easily. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Well, in the Bible, it was said that Eve was um, cursed by having painful labor. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, again, I'm not pushing the Bible or any particular um, religion or philosophy, but, you know, there are truths inherent in almost every um, thing we read, and uh, I'm not saying that that particular thing is true, but mm-hmm. it could be that, you know, I, I look at, you know, muscle pain every day. And um, I, I think that those are the normal aches and pains of life and that pain is a condition that we accept coming into the world. But maybe it isn't. Maybe that's not the truth. Maybe we shouldn't have pain. I believe that pain and pleasure are both um, manipulation techniques. They're control-based techniques, I think, of... It certainly might be. Of these, maybe these Anunnaki beings. It's an interesting... Um, that food tastes good. I know I've said this before. Sex feels good. Um, all of these things are meant to entice us to reproduce and to keep eating and being consumers and um, keep, you know populating the world and now maybe we need to be depopulated apparently that seems to be what's happening the newest mm. latest thing um certainly food for thought all of these things I, I don't know it's all speculation these are all theories um who knows who's right or who's wrong or where the truth lies and all of this but um these are interesting ideas yeah and I guess the origins of humanity, if you become more aware of the origins of humanity, mm-hmm. then the more insightful you are about this, it can direct you as a person and perhaps answers civilization towards a different path, right. which is different. You know, just, just because your origins might be in slavery doesn't mean that you have to continue on that path. Right. You know? and, and certainly, you know, if, you, if we rise above that, perhaps we could shift the, the whole lifestyle we have towards a, in a different way so right. that we so that you know the future is different to our past the way to do that will be to start with the school system because what the school mm. system does is treat us and uh, brainwash us in a way that's quite well known if you put a flea in a glass and put a, a glad wrap over the top the flea, flea yes the flea will jump and hit the glad wrap nine times not ten not eight but nine and after nine it will give up and if you remove the glad wrap, that mm. flea will never jump higher than that piece of glad wrap for the rest of its life. <laughs> and that's what school does. It, it puts a, a glad wrap over you, so you only jump so high. So you don't reach for your goals. You don't reach mm. for your dreams. You go for plan B or you go from Monday to Friday, safety way, and be a slave to money and, and follow the path that mm. you're told to because you don't fly. People who reject school, people like Richard Branson, they fly. And um, Churchill Winston. He rejected school. If you reject school at a young age for whatever reason, and I signed it as well, 
usually because we're no good at this and school doesn't just so up yours just we don't become the flea in the cup. We don't go to university and we don't follow this path where we're supposed to work on something that's so uncreative and so unfulfilling that we don't like and hate our jobs and wake up every morning and force ourselves to, to work all our lives and have no pleasure and then die. We educate ourselves on what we're passionate about and the things that are interesting to us that we're going to excel at. There isn't much of that in school. Mm. However, I mean, without school, you have no education. I mean, That's we, right. We well, have, not we have a population now. Most of the yeah. population in non-third world countries can can read and can write, and a lot of third world countries can. And that that actually that intel you know that education has actually enabled people by using the internet to to rise in some ways, above and see yeah. um, see where we've come from and, and see the fact that we are a slave species. So maybe we should knock education completely. Oh, I wouldn't knock it completely. Mm. It is definitely valuable mm. in many ways, but what it does do is the plea in the cup. Mm. It dumbs you down. Uh, no, 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 it doesn't dumb you down. It, it brainwashes you to a non-creative path. Mm. So not that it's a bad path. It's a good path in that we have um, good devices that, that are not very fun to make but they're fun to use, but the, the, there's not many jobs out there. And school teaches us that it's okay to go somewhere 9 to 5, Monday to Friday, and do something that you wouldn't necessarily enjoy. Mm. You're talking about structured academic yeah. institutions. Or, yes. You know, Lots of Structured Lots learning of programs. Yeah. That it's sort of like uh, one... It's, it's churning out factory workers for, for the needs of society and, and RTA workers. and It's a mould, and everybody government. should fit the mould. So Basically, you should all yes. pass the same test. Yes, and should yes. all, sure. and, and telling kids that they can't be the famous NBA player that they want to be. All these are the courses that happen. you're going to take. You're going to take math, science, yeah, history, yeah, English, yeah. and you're going to learn all of these things, and everybody's going to take the same test, and everybody's going to know the same things. Yeah, value and passion and, and creativity need to be a big part of school as well mm-hmm. because it's for the spirit, and that's what feeds the spirit. And that's it's certainly it. true. They mm-hmm. should teach these things, empathy, yeah. compassion, oh, the ability to meditate. Yes. Uh, all yes. of that should be Vibration. just as important as maths or history. Resonance or and your frequency mm. need to be taught in schools mm. as well. I remember learning I had a class called The Physical World, and we and it, we learned everything about the physical world inside a classroom instead of in nature. Silly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, um, some of that's changing with some schools. But, uh, but certainly there's... Big changes that need to be made in mainstream. But we also need to remember, I just want to say one more thing. Death is an illusion. Yeah. And so we need to realize that even all of this is, at the end of the day, sort of part of the storyline. You know, all of the, everything we've been talking about with the Matrix and Nibiru, and, and uh, it's all a story of the Matrix at the end mm-hmm. of the day. And... Once you die, you can actually leave. You don't need to come back into this. You don't need to reincarnate Apparently, into this over and over. The thing you have to say to, to not come back is that you want to go back to source. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So when you die, you say, I want to go back to source, and you go back to source. I mean, if you die and you're being intercepted by spirits who try to convince you to come back in because you need you have more to learn or you need to reach enlightenment... I, I used, I've always been a big advocate of uh, spiritual evolution and... Um, personal growth and development and, you know, enlightenment and those, anything to do with those ideas. And yet those could actually be misleading. We might already be enlightened beings and we just don't know it. We're coming into the, 
reincarnating over and over in the life and we're actually damaging ourselves come in probably further traumatizing ourselves in each life and development bringing more chains and baggage onto ourselves that we've got to get rid of rather than becoming enlightened we're actually becoming more and more damaged in each lifetime um, and that may just be a scheme of the Anunnaki gods or the controllers or slave masters enlightenment may just be even though you do eventually become enlightened, maybe we don't need to go through all the pain and suffering that we're being told. So if there's a spirit telling you to do all of this when you die and showing up as your favorite favorite God or um, avatar, that may be a deceptive spirit lying to you, telling you to come back in and, and become part of the human drama all over again when you actually don't need to. I could be wrong about that as well. I don't Agreed. know. Now, now, after people have listened to you, there'll be a great rebellion in the afterlife with people refusing to come back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Who knows? You didn't hear it from me. <laughs> <laughs> well, there you are. That's um, you are. all from us on the origins of humanity and spirit communication. Thank you, Jackie. Tied in. So, uh, that's... Uh, I'm uh, Dr. Lana Love. And Detective David Love. From Universal Soul Love. Jackie, would you like to uh, give your, your anywhere for people to reach you if they have any questions? I'm in between sites at the moment. So at the moment I can only be reached through um, absolute Gypsy Psychics. Gypsy Jacqueline, I am. I'm about to go to another platform. Uh, Gypsy Jacqueline, I like it. <laughs> and there's also um, Beautiful. Amaze Me Telepathy, which is my site. Mm-hmm. And um, Beyond Spirituality 1111 is another site where you can also reach me soon. And uh, Jackie is also a very talented uh, animal photographer. Mm. Yes. Excellent. Would you like to give you a site for that? Mm. Uh, yes, Amazing Photography. Yeah. All right. Yeah. That's all. Uh, hope now. you all have a great week. Okay. Bye for now. Bye.